I did tell myself if he did it to me, I was going to step right on him. Sure enough, he did it to me, and without, I didn't have to think. Immediately, I stepped on him. Buckle up. You're listening to Terminal Exchange. I'm Philip Adams, and this is episode 15 of Terminal Exchange, the official podcast for Newsbomb Transportation. This week's uh, episode, we are talking with Corey Adams and answering the question, is training for professional drivers really necessary? It's an interesting question to ask, and it's one that we hear quite a bit in various forms. And a lot of times it actually comes through as, I've been doing this for 20 years, I don't need any additional training. I've seen it all. I've done it all. There's nothing more for me to learn. I just need to sit here, do my job and keep doing what I'm doing. It's worked so far. There's that sort of mindset that we're going to tackle today and answer this question. Is training for professional drivers really necessary? And I think it'll be an interesting conversation for you. But first we are going to talk with Nathan Wirtz. He is the team leader for one of our driver manager 40x teams and he's going to talk about an initiative that they have been working on with uh, the other driver manager team as well Uh, they've been doing that collectively but uh, they've been working kind of separately so uh, nathan is going to talk about their team's initiative and some of the things that they've been doing to proactively get you as drivers information when you need it say nathan uh thanks for taking time here to share what your team's doing in operations there as driver managers to uh, get information out to drivers and and hopefully alleviate some unnecessary phone calls coming in and, and the such like that. So uh, thanks for taking some time here to share what you're doing. Sure, no problem. Uh, you want to just start off by giving us an idea of what sort of activity your team is doing, what you're doing proactively to uh, help make sure drivers have information in their hands. Sure. One of the companies main focuses this round is to um, improve driver satisfaction. Obviously, DMs are central to that. And so our suspicion is if we can give them accurate information in a timely manner, um, they'll be better off, be more self-sufficient, and won't have to call as often Mm -hmm. to clarify the information that's being given to them in the load assignments. So what specifically are you doing then uh, to, to make that happen? Are you sending out uh, pre-assignment sooner? What kind of steps are you guys taking there? We are working with the load planners to make sure the information, load planners and CSRs actually, but yeah. making sure that that information in the load is filled in before it's even sent as a pre-assignment. We're also making sure we get eyes on it before it's sent. And then once it is sent out, we're um, proactively calling the drivers, giving them a heads up that the pre-assignments are there. We're also sending some emails or text messages, whatever that mm-hmm. driver prefers, to try to clarify things or, or let them know that that's another avenue available to them. So you utilizing those alternate uh, communication methods such as um, PeopleNet and uh, text messaging and such is pretty pretty beneficial, right? Yeah. we. I don't think there's a DM out there that doesn't um, prefer getting those sometimes, especially mm-hmm. if it is a simple question. Sure. Um, I mean, we do realize that 
probably the majority of the time the driver's physically driving down the road, actively driving down the road, and right. can't text. So that that doesn't warrant the phone call. But also, if we can handle some of those things through a messaging system, it'll free us up. It'll free the phone up to take mm-hmm. those other calls when needed. Um, basically, we're trying to figure out a way that the drivers don't have to sit on hold. Yeah, we yeah, can exactly. We can get them the information like I said, in a, in a more timely manner. Yeah. Now, one of the things that your team did was uh, worked with IT to implement uh, a call reason tracker into our uh, call system here. So whenever the driver calls in, you can mark the reason uh, in there. So I know that your team took uh, a list of things, uh, items for reasons drivers call in, whether it be for pre-planning, um, load scheduling, time off, per diem, all kinds of things, right? Yep. But uh, with that, you were able to look and track and see what were some of the most frequent call reasons coming in. Yeah, we are tracking that now through that system. What I do want to clarify to you, so um, Douglas is the other driver manager team leader, and we're working in concert with each other right. to make sure we're on the same page. So with Douglas's team, we have developed that reason listing in in the connect program that's the program that Mm -hmm. shows who's calling and provides that basic information of the load um when we started this 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 round we realized we could use the data that was already being collected on when drivers call who's calling how long they're on the phone we could we could we had access to all that information but what we didn't know is why they were calling Mm -hmm. we could have made assumptions and and sure. grab some things out of the sky, but we didn't have any and concrete. You probably weren't for too it. far off on those assumptions, but not too. But it has been interesting. Um, we made a categorized list, uh, so it wasn't too long. And then we've been keeping track of that, and we'll continue to refine not only what those reasons are uh, being shown and what's available to choose, but also to use the data and change up the report a little bit so we mm-hmm. can see. Okay. If the biggest reason they're calling is X, what can we do to proactively give them that information ahead of time? And then they're not having to call for that reason yeah. or call as much. So from your perspective and without getting the numbers, just because you're only a couple months into this and numbers are kind of a little difficult, especially coming out of winter here. Um, but does it seem like what you're doing is having an effect that it, it's working? Yeah, I would say so. Um trying to get ahead of the curve and and be able to make those phone calls ahead of time instead of just being reactive to any calls that come in mm-hmm. that's that's definitely helped all the driver managers out yeah um ultimately like we've discussed before the um one of the bigger picture intents is to, if we can be more available on the phone for those critical calls versus having three or four calls tied up on just confirming an appointment time mm-hmm. then every driver will be more happy the the drivers will have the information they need up front and the phone line will be available for them when mm-hmm. they actually do need to talk a bigger issue yeah anything that you're looking forward to moving forward with as you guys continue to work on this uh, any new results that you're expecting to kind of maybe get out of this I don't think we have anything on our radar right now, but what will be interesting is we can manipulate the report that's generated with those reasons. We can continue over time to develop new IT things or new processes, new ways to communicate. 
Yep. And just help get those answers out there in a, in a quicker manner. Yeah, there's a lot of new data coming in right now with, with that tool being set up. And I know and on Douglas's team, they, they're constantly looking at some of these other reports and everything as well. And, and you are too. And it's kind of neat to see what kind of information you can pull out uh, of the data there. So uh, hopefully it allows us to make some smarter, more strategic moves moving forward as well that will ultimately help our drivers, help us serve our drivers better. Correct. And one one thing that's exciting as far as being coincidence of time is the fact that the lane cap is now the way you process your load. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the primary, going to be the primary right. as, way. As we switch over through to GeoTab away from PeopleNet. Right. And so now that now that that's the primary source and it's proprietary where we control what what's on there we can update it or put additional stuff on there and and there again make it easier to communicate yeah Yeah. and and with that you know you mentioned that our overall goal is to improve our driver satisfaction and and everything and part of our process with that is to develop some communication improvements and that's one of the things that you guys have done here to to really work on your communications with drivers being proactive and uh, I think it's uh, going well so far. I've seen some good things. So uh, keep up the good work. Pass that along to your team and tell them they're doing a good job. Sounds great. I appreciate it. Thanks, Nathan. This week, we've got a quick exchange where we're asking the question, is training for professional drivers really necessary? And so I've got Corey Adams here, our development coordinator at Newsbomb. He's, uh, many of you know him as our driver trainer, one that does our fuel runs. And uh, we're asking him the question here, is training for professional drivers really necessary? Well, I could go a few different directions with this question. Uh, I guess I guess I want to answer that question first with a question. You're asking me the question. I'm asking, asking you, yes. Okay, who was the greatest basketball player of all time? I don't even have to think about this. Michael Jordan. Very good. Very good. Now, uh, back, I can't remember which game it was. I think it was in the playoffs. Uh, he shot uh, shot probably somewhere around the three-point range, and he held his follow-through for a little bit. And after the game, people said, well, you know, what were you doing? Posing for a poster? And his answer was, I was having troubles making my shots. <laughs> so I... Went back to the fundamentals, concentrated. One of the main things on shooting is maintaining a follow-through. And so he made sure that he was following through correctly. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah. And it's the way shooters uh, will do. So people like Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, different people who are pros at tennis, golf, they have their coaches. They have people watching them, seeing what they're doing. Uh, videotape. Well, that's kind of old. <laughs> okay, so it's it's digital now. But yeah. It's digital now. But uh, all that is helpful to the best in the world at their profession. Well, professional truck drivers need the same thing. We all need reminders, uh, little things. Things need to be brought to our attention or just re- be reminded. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just need a little thing to help us from having road rage, let's say. You know, a reminder earlier in the day about us being a professional driver, there's people around us who are not professional. And so when they go and cut us off and expect that because we got 18 wheels on the road that we can stop real fast, um, <laughs> we have to remember we're the professional and they are not. What about just preparing for anything that can come your way that day? 
yeah, it's real important to go over things in your mind. Uh, I have a illustration that I use sometimes that uh, uh, really depicts what happens when you have thought out what you would do in a certain situation. It's not one of my proudest moments, but uh, I was playing basketball you know, back in college, and there was a guy on the other team who was faking uh, charges. And he didn't do it to me too much because I wasn't usually doing the ball handling, so he wasn't around me. But uh, I did tell myself if he did it to me, I was going to step right on him. Sure enough, he did it to me, and without I didn't have to think. Immediately, I stepped on him. You'd already decided what you were going to do. It was already in my mind. It was it was my my body reacted to what my mind had already planned out. Uh, by the way, if that guy's listening, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I won't mention his name. He probably isn't listening because I can't even remember what state he was from. But anyhow, uh, by the way, he didn't do it the rest of the game. Uh, <laughs> But thinking of the scenarios mm-hmm. that, are, that are out there every day, every minute, every second, every mile, um, it helps to you know, have you prepared. As events are happening every day, um, it's good to get the reminders that we get. Uh, sometimes there are messages uh, from the shop, messages from me. Um, those, those little things take a little bit to read. Uh, but we need to ponder them because they're little reminders of how things work, whether it be our equipment or simple laws of nature. Sometimes we like to think that, oh, this won't happen this time. Well, we don't have the ability to change the laws of motion or the laws of gravity. Uh, those things are, you know, they stay the same. You just don't change those things. You know, we don't. We aren't able to make time stand still. You know, know, events are continuing to occur in a chronological order. So uh, time time moves on. So if we start out late on a load, you know, we're not going to be able to make time stand still to make it on time later. So there's always little things to be uh, uh, thinking about. So when you're sending out these messages or even having one-on-one conversations with drivers, it's not because you view them as idiots and they don't know this stuff already. It's just simply a reminder. This is keeping this fresh because without a daily practice of it and some things just don't come to you so regularly. So it's good to have a reminder. All right. There's, there's uh, decisions being made by uh, drivers um, every Every second, probably. I mean, in in one one sense, according to how you want to look at, it, but uh, drivers make decisions more than what uh, many professional uh, people need to make. So we give out uh, reminders. You know, sometimes, unfortunately, those reminders get uh, just erased because someone says, "I've never saw that before. I never heard of that," and it's been sent out a few times. So they're there to you know help remind people. And for a reminder, right now, everybody. Uh, spring storms are coming up, and of course we'll have them in the summer too. The front edge of a storm is where the worst wind is going to be. So use the weather alerts that you might have on your radio or, or a app and get pulled over if you're light. Mm-hmm. Got a light load or empty, get pulled over, wait for a little bit. The front edge pass you by. 
uh, we had a driver that got uh, blown off the road and was being followed by a deputy sheriff. Deputy sheriff was uh, saw the truck just blown straight over him. She said, if I hadn't seen it, I would have accused the driver of falling asleep. Because <laughs> uh, she was right there and saw the truck just come over, the, rise in the road, and whoosh, there was the wind, and yeah. over over the truck went. Yeah, just a little bit of a little, little tidbit there to remind everybody that that's able to happen. And the thing that we, you can't control, I mean, it, the driver couldn't have done anything else except already have been stopped. Yeah. So I, I think those are good, uh, just reminders. I think we all need those types of reminders in various factors of our life. Again, just to reiterate, it's really for your safety, for your benefit, these are being sent out. Yeah, uh, for for their benefit, for their everyone everyone around them. Um, it's, you know, the truck driving is a job that needs to take a lot of concentration, uh, the most successful drivers are going to have uh, are going to be concentrating on their on their job. Uh, I know, I know a guy that uh, well worked worked for a guy back years ago on a farm, and his dad would go out and walk the fields, just looking for artifacts, hmm. and his son would sometimes be walking out there, looking, not finding things. His dad be right behind him, reaching down picking up arrowheads, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. His dad would say, you got to clear your mind of all that's going on and concentrate on the one thing. And when we're driving, we, we talk about cell phones being a distraction. There's all sorts of distractions out there. Mm-hmm. It could be anything. It could be, you know, the, the talk radio show that you're listening to. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I was driving, I was always watching uh, trucks coming the other direction to see what they were hauling on you know, on their flatbeds because I was pulling a flatbed wondering what kind of load I might be able to get you know coming back the other direction so uh, all sorts of little distractions or you see a old farm all tractor being hauled uh, you know <laughs> catches your eye especially if it's you know it's going to what interests you right <laughs> uh, but there are, are all sorts of distractions out there yeah and mm. I think it's important to just reiterate that our professional drivers have a much heavier responsibility. There's much uh, more to be lost out on the road than, say, uh, me sitting at a desk here in the office. There's there's not nearly um, the risk factor involved in me losing focus. So, so you're saying if you fall asleep with your finger on the delete button, it's not near as serious as... Worst case, I, del- no. I delete the last two paragraphs that I wrote for an article. Hmm. Or some email, <laughs> which might not have been a bad thing anyway. But <laughs> I need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's there's a lot more at stake mm-hmm. when when you're out on the road hauling an eighty thousand pound vehicle, and who knows, you might have a busload of kids, maybe a van load that's a family, um, may just be another truck driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's there's a lot more at stake and, and at risk when you lose that concentration. Yeah, um, yeah. You can't you can't uh, put too much emphasis on that. Uh, concentrate on what you're doing. You know, putting the cell phones down, uh, not messing with this, that, or the other. I mean, you really need to concentrate. Uh, driver managers, dispatchers everywhere need to remember that uh, drivers uh, need to concentrate on what they're doing. 
um, when I was driving, my, I would call my mom up or she'd call me and <laughs> on a daily basis. <laughs> and I wasn't always paying attention. But, to her, you mean? Yes. Okay. Yeah, to her. Because once in a while, I just have to tell her, okay, I'm not going to be paying attention for you a little bit. And, you know, I'm in the construction zone. Extra things are going on here. This, um, but yeah, it's not always easy uh, to do. And it's that's probably still wasn't the best thing to do. Probably should have just wait till you get to a stop somewhere while you're sitting around not yep. doing anything. Um, so, yeah, that's it's. It's the what if scenario. You, you think, okay, one time, if it happens one time in a million times, that's not too often. But if we really run the numbers a million times, isn't too much. You know, if we calculate out, you know, we got uh, somewhere in the vicinity, 400 drivers, um, each of them running a few hundred miles a day, five, six days a week, multiply that up over a year. Uh, any events that they do, uh, it gets into the uh, actually into the billions uh, of events. So one in a million, that's not too much. Mm-hmm. That would be a thousand times in a billion. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. So kind of circling back here, asking the question again: Is it necessary to conduct training for professional drivers? It is the smart thing to do. Uh, Necessary. It's necessary if you want to keep a high level of safety as high as you possibly can. Now, they're going to be able to do their job without it. But with it, we don't know what we might have avoided. What did we keep from having happened? Mm -hmm. Because we were just doing the right thing already. You You don't know the what is. But... As you look at the record, you know, the more that we're taking care of things, the less that we have bad events occur. Yeah. What are some of the things that Newsbomb has in place here uh, for training, uh, working with drivers uh, that they can get themselves engaged with? What are some ways that they can be uh, proactive in their development and in, in training? We have... Um, Monthly, uh, videos going out. Uh, we use Carrier's Edge uh, to send uh, videos, programs, modules, whatever you want to call them. We got Cert Red training, uh, Certified Red. Uh, certified Red, it, it can be looked at a couple different ways. For the experienced driver, it's certifying what they already know. Uh, but most of the time, whenever we have a training session, there's something that comes up that either driver hadn't thought about or hadn't heard of before, even the most experienced uh, drivers, you know, they find find out a little something. And sometimes they come up with something that I haven't heard about. And then I'll try to remember to pass it on to the uh, next drivers. Uh, So we got the certified red. It's great for certifying, but it's also great for developing uh, because we uh, just in the first year that a driver is in that, you know, they're looking at, Winter driving, um, they're looking at uh, inspections. Backing is one of them. We set, we set up a scenario for uh, backing that is quite challenging, and you really have to do it in a pretty specific way. Mm-hmm. And then we also go out on a, on a run where 
A driver drives this course that we got set up. They drive it uh, however they want to. And then uh, myself or Dale will we'll jump in the driver's seat and then we'll start driving. And then we'll start talking about all the little things that uh, our scorecard looks at, uh, little things that uh, makes it different for fuel mileage. And, and by, by the way, it's very, what's the word for it? We are definitely not attacking the driver. We're just talking about what we're doing. Yeah. Regardless of what they did. Yeah. Some people think, by the way, that simply driving slower gets better fuel mileage. There's been lots of times when I've actually driven faster and got better fuel mileage. Why was that? Well, come out on fuel run with me sometime. You can find out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's a little plug for in, engaging you in, in doing the, the fuel mileage. Challenge. Yeah. And even if you're not in uh, enrolled in certified red, yeah. you know, uh, get a hold of me. I do have a very full schedule, but uh, if at all possible, uh, Dale or myself, or we'll try to yeah. uh, break free and do that. You know, I would encourage our owner operators to do the same thing. I don't know how the insurance might work there, but uh, nevertheless, I like to see everyone be successful. And if you can pick up a few few tenths of a mile per gallon, you know, that's more money in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And aside from fuel mileage and and all these other things, it really still comes back to safety as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they kind of one relates to the other, and you can't yeah. do one without the other realistically. Yeah, what uh, what has been uh, discovered is. The way you drive to get good fuel mileage promotes safety because you're looking around. You're looking to see what is going to affect your momentum. Um, If you're having to use your brakes, then you are affecting your fuel mileage, and, and you're also wearing down your brakes a little bit. But if you can back off a little bit, earlier to avoid having to uh, use brakes, then you've done it more efficiently. And you obviously have identified a potential situation where um, safety could be compromised. Yeah. So we answered the question, is training of a professional driver necessary? If you were going to end on a final note here of why a professional driver should care, why is it important to them? to continue learning and training themselves um, in, in seeking out assistance and, and help with the tools and, and resources given them. Why should a driver care? Why should that be important to them? I would think that uh, any driver would like to look as professional as possible to be the best that they can be, to use somebody else's slogan, um, to do things in an excellent way, an excellent manner to um, to park their uh, truck evenly between the lines, little things even like that, uh, to accomplish being good at, at what they're doing. With our drivers, we, we really hope that they all uh, strive to do that, you know, from driving to keeping their trucks clean and um, being able to be a good ambassador for the company when they're talking to customers. Um, it, it, yeah, it's just just trying to be the best that they can be, and it, it gives you a good feeling, you know, to to you know to do a good job and to be good at it. And uh, there's just little things that uh, can always be added uh, to help a person be be better. And and as things change out there on the road. Uh, you know, it's, it takes, you know, constant um, honing, just like 
sharpening a knife. You know, if you don't keep a knife sharp, even though it's got real good steel, it's going to get dull. Uh, so continually, continually honing um, the skills that one has, um, it, it makes them to have a little bit of pride in what they're, what they're doing. I wish I could have said it better, but and uh, whenever I walk away from here, I'll think of what that would have been. <laughs> well, that's all right. I think still things sound good, and and I think we we accomplished the idea of why this is important, and that yes, it's necessary. I think in short, you really should. If you have safety um, and excellence is a top priority, then yes, it's necessary. So now that we've addressed the question of whether training for professional drivers is really necessary, I want to challenge you to think about your role as a professional driver, if that's the role that you find yourself in, and think about how you approach your job and what is necessary for you to stay on top of your game. Take advantage of the resources uh, put in front of you to develop your skills to really hone the talents that you you have there as a professional driver. As a newsbomb driver, you've got multiple options available to you. You do have, of course, Corey and Dale. You've got our certified RED program. You've got our performance coaches who are fellow drivers out on the road with you that spend a little bit of time here each month in the office. We've got road captains who have been have been trained to understand how things work here in operations and the shop and payroll and all the different various aspects of Newsbomb here to help answer questions for you as a fellow driver. So take advantage of all those different resources. And for those of you that are not Newsbomb drivers, maybe you are a professional driver with another company or as an owner operator, maybe you're not a driver, maybe you find yourself sitting at a computer desk, maybe you find yourself at home with kids or whatever. Think about how you can continue to improve yourself in the role that you've been given. How can you continue to do whatever it is you're doing better and in the most excellent way possible? Find the resources that will help you achieve that and approach each day thinking about the different scenarios that may face you that you can be prepared to respond quickly and in a way that you've already thought out that is going to be the most appropriate way to respond in those scenarios. So encourage everyone, do everything that you can to the best of your ability, consider the role that you've been given and do it the best way possible. Never turn down constructive criticism or offers to help you do your thing better. I want to thank you for listening and we will catch you next time. You've been listening to Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of Nussbaum Transportation. Nussbaum is an industry leader in over-the-road freight transportation. For more information on Nussbaum's award-winning truckload services and top-paying driving careers, go to Nussbaum.com or NussbaumJobs.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Terminal Exchange. New episodes arrive every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts and share a little love by writing us a review. Then, go deeper into each exchange or listen to previous episodes at our podcast page, terminalexchange.org.